The Lord be with you. And with your spirit, David. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come where there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons. And they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead you to giving your testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand. For I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Jesus Christ. As you can see uh, on the end of the pews there, there's our, this is the time of the year for our annual financial report. And uh, Father asked me to do it. He asked me to do it last year. I think he asked me because I used to be Baptist, and he thinks we always talk about money. So he figured I'd be comfortable in doing it. But I don't want to talk about numbers. I want to give you a different perspective on this, and I think something that will help you understand in the totality of your life where all of this fits. And it's a perspective that I got from a uh, business book that I read in the past year by a guy by the name of Simon Sinek. And it's an excellent work. And I'm going to give you kind of a 30,000-foot view, but I think you'll, it'll make some sense to you. And it goes something like this. If I went around this room today and I ask you individually, tell me something about yourself. The vast majority of you would tell me what you do for a living, or if you're retired, what you did for a living. You might even tell me how you did it. What you're least likely to tell me is why you did it. And this is particularly true for men. We tend to identify ourselves and we get our self-worth by what we do for a living. Think of how the advertisers come at us. They tell us what they do or whatever their product is. They might even tell us how they do it, but they never tell us why. Ford will tell you about their new line of truck with the 
high-grade aluminum body and the eco-drive engine and blah, 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 blah. They don't tell you why they make pickup trucks, do they? And that's a shame because the why is the most important part. The why is the purpose and the mission. Our own individual whys are our purpose and mission in life. Imagine if you asked me, Dave, tell me something about yourself. And I said to you, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. And I follow him through the teachings of the Holy Catholic Church. And I serve as a deacon and the director of St. Anne Retreat Center. I told you what I do. I told you how I do it. And I told you why I do it. I just did it in reverse order. And something different happens. When I told you my purpose and mission first, it elicited a feeling in you. And that's important. It's not psychological, it's biological. Here's where it gets interesting. When someone tells us the what, when they give us a fact, if I, walk, if I went through this sheet and talked about numbers, all of that would be processed in the neocortex part of your brain. That's the part of the brain that's responsible for logic and reasoning. And it's, it's how we understand and learn things. And it has a capacity for language. It's facts and figures. But instead, I told you I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. And because that elicited a feeling in you, that's processed in a different part of the brain. That's processed in the limbic part of the brain. That's the part of our brain that's responsible for emotions and feelings. It's the part that does the decision-making for us. It helps us have that intuitive feeling about a person. And here's where it's interesting. It has no capacity for language. It doesn't understand words. So when I told you I was a disciple of Jesus Christ... It, it gave you a feeling. You either thought, man, this dude is really committed, or you're thinking that dude should be committed. One of those two. But it's going to give you that reasoning. The limbic part gives us that sense of trust and loyalty. And so if we would start with the why, if we would live our lives with the why as the first part of our introduction to somebody... They would get to know us very quickly. They would know who we are. They would know what we're about. And that's important. The church, too, has a why. The why of the church is the salvation of souls. That is the purpose and mission of the church. And that's the salvation of the souls our souls, of the people here, of the people who are not here, of the people who are atheists, who are the people who have drifted away, of the people who have no knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. It is the mission of the church for the salvation of souls of all of those, not just those who show up here on Sunday. It is to help people encounter Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? We do that through our liturgy. We do that through our community outreach. We do that through our education. So how are we doing here at St. Timothy in our purpose and mission? In our outreach, 
we did at Thanksgiving, we collected over 2,000 pounds of food and 223 coats last year. We sponsored 53 families for Christmas. During Lent, we collected over 6,000 pounds of food for people. We served 1,500 meals at Mary Rose Mission and did over 750 service hours there. Our St. Vincent de Paul Conference gave out $13,500 in rent and utility assistance. They met with 200 families, over 600 people they've helped, 500 bags of groceries. Our Knights of Columbus group does just wonderful work, both here in the parish and out in the community. We filled semi-trucks with clothes for Haiti. We, we got a group of men that goes down every Tuesday and helps rehab homes. And our grant programs have touched people for years. All of this regardless of their religious affiliation or where they are in their life. We have a tremendous outreach program. When it comes to education, our preschool, kindergarten, first grade bring authentic Catholic education to over 200 kids. Our PSR program does the same thing for 475 kids. Just think of the potential we have to impact the lives of children when that school goes online next year. Praise God that it's going to be there. What a blessing and opportunity we have to impact kids. And it's an important part of who we are in the formation of our kids, and in my case, in Lynn's case, our grandchildren. In our sacraments, in our liturgy, we baptized 54 children last year and seven adults. We confirmed 78 kids and 14 adults. We had 38 people come into the church at the Easter Vigil last year. That's unheard of. Our liturgy, our sacraments are alive and well. We are doing the work for the salvation of souls, but there's always more we can do. All of this effort, all of this requires your help and your support. We can't do the things we need to do. That's your time, your talent, and certainly your finances. We want to be able to provide education assistance to any child that wants to go to that school from this parish, no matter what their financial condition is. We want to continue our grant program. We want to continue the, the tremendous outreach that we do, but we need your help to do it. Yes, finances are not fun to talk about, but they are critical to what we do. Mother Teresa said, no money, no mission. And so we have to always look at where we are in our giving. And speaking of finances, you need to know that this parish is managed in a fiscally strong and conservative way. They're, they're constantly looking in that office of ways to cut expenses, of ways to keep uh, expenses down in the parish. They've done a great job. I'm uh, nearing the end of my master's degree studies uh, from the Villanova School of Business in church management. And I've used this parish three times in case studies and I've had to defend them every time. And each time people come back and say, wow, that's a strong parish. It's strong management, it's strong leadership, and that's what we need. When the way we live fulfills our purpose of being a disciple of Jesus Christ, our joy becomes complete as Jesus promised. We have a true sense of everything that we have is a gift, is the gift from a loving and merciful God. And it is up to us to take those gifts 
and use them for the mission of the church, which is the salvation of souls. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ means that that should be our mission as well. Those two marry up beautifully. So your time, talent, and treasure, no matter what you use, is important in this church being able to carry out its mission. The name of the book is called Start With the Why by Simon Sinek. And that's how we should live. It's not enough to tell people just what you believe or what you do. They need to know the why of who you are. That's how we fulfill our mission of being a disciple of Jesus and the mission of the parish for the salvation of souls. Please take time to look at that sheet, go over it, pray about it, and whatever way you can assist this parish going forward, we greatly appreciate it. Blessed be the name of the Lord, now and forever.